We began yesterday's art scene with the crowing of a rooster, and now we begin today with the song of the humpback whale. And this is a piece of music created by Alan Hovannis in which he incorporates the song of the humpback whale. It has been called the pandemic of loneliness during this time of the COVID-19 pandemic. So why wouldn't a mysterious creature of the sea capture our imagination and our hearts? This mysterious marine mammal is known as the 52 Hertz whale, but also, so tellingly, as the loneliest whale. And a documentary film just released is a kind of cinematic quest to find the 52 Hertz whale, which scientists believe has spent its entire life in solitude, calling out at a frequency that is different from any other whale. The director of the documentary film is Joshua Zeman, and he listens for evidence of the 52 Hertz whale in this film. I got involved in this because I had gone through a breakup, he said, and at the end of this journey, I can actually say that looking for this whale has made me a better human being. He likens his own epiphany to the collective one that occurred in 1970 when Roger Payne released the songs of the Humpback Whale album. Suddenly, people realized, oh my God, we can't kill these whales. We have to save them. They make these beautiful sounds, the director said. If we want to be better stewards of this world, then the goal, the trick is to listen. And that's also the trick to never being lonely, is to learn how to listen. Because if you listen, you can always connect with people. And so I learned to listen. And I hope that everybody else learns that same lesson as well because it's an important one. Words of Joshua Zeman, who is the director of the documentary film, The Loneliest Whale, in an interview this July with CBC Radio. As the great white whale of Herman Melville has captured the human imagination so powerfully, so the 52 Hertz whale is doing so for us at this perilous time, not only because of the loneliness and isolation caused by the pandemic, but through the increasing trend in chronic loneliness that's associated with increased rates of anxiety, depression, and suicide, and that's according to the California Healthcare Foundation. The loneliest whale, the search for 52, will be screened as part of the 2021 Fall Film Festival at the Dietrich Theater in Tonkanic that gets underway on Friday, Friday, October 8th. And in a way, the film is an emblem for the festival as a whole. It is a documentary film. We'll see a number of those over the next three weeks. 
It's about a creature of the sea. Hmm, and there's another movie like that. The loneliness of the human condition comes up in a film like Joe Bell. And also the sense of mystery in our lives and coping with what we don't or can't understand surfaces as well. And the loneliest whale, as we've heard, is a celebration of the natural world and a call for its preservation. There's another intriguing film that plunges us into the world and experience of trees. We had a chance to speak by phone with Ronnie Harvey, general theater manager and film booker at the Dietrich Theater, about the fall festival and the pandemic. This year, with this festival, has been a little harder. There's been multiple things that have gone on behind the scenes trying to get it to come to pass. The pandemic halted productions, obviously, of movies. And so that kind of causes this backlog. And then a lot of the smaller films that didn't have time to wait, they couldn't wait to get their productions out because they don't have the same major studio backing, they sold to certain other streamers or they made different options and, and, and they had different roads to take. So even the amount of movies that I had to choose from was shrunk down to a still manageable level and I still made it work. But it, it was a little... It, we're in the second phase of the films and how the pandemic has affected them. The first phase was that they weren't even releasing. Now we're in the second phase where there's not a lot to choose from. They are releasing, but I've got to pick the best of the best out of a much smaller list. But we made it work. We're here again. We'll always be here <laughs> doing what we do. And I'm just happy to be able to show these films to the public. Well, Ronnie, have you noticed just in preparing the brochure and things like that, any particular themes? Because sometimes you do see themes emerging. Well, not necessarily a theme, but the general, the, the kinds of movies that are available. If you are a fan of documentary films, this festival is for you. There are a ton of documentary films in the market right now because they're much easier to produce. There's less people involved. Sometimes it's on a singular subject. And, and so there are a ton of documentaries in this festival, probably more than we've ever shown. But for some people, those are the kinds of movies that they really run to. And then another kind of small theme that I see inside here is some fantasy films, which is not necessarily part of the indie genre usually, but there are some films in here that deal with fantasy stories, ones that are there are a little out there, a little science fiction, a little a little even fairy tale like. So those are really exciting for me, just looking at it from a base level. Well, how would you like to start to introduce us to the menu? Well, like I said about the documentary films, there are just such a wide variety of, of documentaries here. If you are a fan of nature, art, music. Food. They're all here. Like, let's use, for example, Exhibition on Screen, Frida Kahlo. People really enjoy this series of films, and they take the time to think of one singular artist or one singular style, and they give you a deep dive into the works of that person. So with Frida Kahlo, you're going to see some amazing art up close and personal if you couldn't get to a museum exhibit, and you're going to learn so much about her life and trials and tribulations and what she went through to create that art. Speaking of art, we have the Lost Leonardo, 
which is the story of the Salvador Mundi, the most expensive painting that was sold at $450 million that was claimed to be a long-lost masterpiece of da Vinci. And what follows is this story about, is this painting even authentic? Where did it come from? Where is it? Who found it? There are so many questions surrounding and what art and politics and all of that combined comes together to try to solve this mystery of this painting. I just recently sat down and watched Summer of Soul, which is a documentary that we have about the Harlem Cultural Festival that happened in 1969. People, when they're ever talking about music festivals, they immediately go to Woodstock. But the same time Woodstock was happening, the Harlem Cultural Festival was happening in Harlem. And, and the footage was found, and they decided it needed to be seen because it was something that was not covered back in, back in the time. So we've got performances from Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight. They're all there. And I, I watched the film, and there's a moment where the members of Fifth Dimension are watching themselves perform Age of Aquarius and Let the Sunshine In. And just the looks on their faces, being able to rewatch the footage that they thought was lost to time was worth the price of admission alone. I'm very into the documentaries this time. We have On Broadway. So On Broadway tells the story of Broadway, essentially. It, it kind of talks about how Broadway was on the brink and how they thought it was going to be lost and how they came back and how right now, currently, Broadway is trying to make this resurgence due to the pandemic and talking about how important it was to not only New York, but to everyone that came to see and to the future people who want to star or direct or write their own Broadway musical. So we have a bunch of actors in there, Ian McCullen, Christine Baranski, Helen Mirren, all talk about the importance of Broadway for the greater scheme of life. And one of our films, just a heads up, so if you get your brochure in the mail, one of our films that we were supposed to show was Rita Moreno. And unfortunately, by the time we got the brochure into the mail, we lost the rights essentially to it. The studio took it back. So we do have another film in its place. So just go on our website to find out more information about the film that replaced it. I could talk for days about the documentaries. Roadrunner is the film about Anthony Bourdain. We all know it ends tragically, but it's a story of his trek, how he became the face of food and travel and what he went through. And it, it's a wonderful story. We've got The Loneliest Whale. It tells the story of the 52 Hertz whale that was living in solitude but giving out this frequency. And so people wanted to go on this journey to try to find this whale that's been living alone out in the ocean all of these years. Hidden Life of Trees tells us about nature. It's from renowned forester Peter Wolden, and it explores the world of trees and how they talk to each other and how we can conserve our forests because they're so important. So we've just got such a wide variety of documentary films in here that I think there's something that someone could learn from or somebody could be enraptured by. Another thing that I, I noticed in the film festival was the fantasy element. There are three films in here that deal with something kind of fantastic, if you will. Nine Days won the Screenwriting Award at the Sundance Film Festival this year, and it's a film about the meaning of life. It follows a man who is sitting in a house in a desolate location 
watching the lives of people on television sets. And several candidates arrived to his house. I'm just, you can't see me, but I'm using quotation marks around candidates. Arrived to his house, and he gives them the opportunity for life to go to Earth. To, so he's kind of like a godlike character. And so it's this trial that all of these characters have to go through to see if they qualify for life. It sounds totally strange and and out out there, but it's it's this fine film about the meaning of life and what we take for granted and what and, you know what we do to each other and how we can improve on ourselves. And it's this this fantastical story that needs to be seen to be believed. We have White as Snow, which um, stars Isabelle Huppert. And White as Snow is a modern erotic take on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, I said that correctly. A modern erotic take on Snow White. Um, So I think you can take your own ideas about what that means. And then Undine is a, a film about a, it's a romance set in Berlin. And the woman is a creature of the sea. I know that's another hard one to try to explain, but if people saw The Shape of Water and enjoy The Shape of Water, they can eat, they can definitely get into this one because it's not even nearly as out there as that one was. And it's the story about this romance between the sea creature. I do a lot of quotes. I wish you could see me right now. <laughs> and if she can defy fate, and stay with the romance that she created with this man or have to succumb to going back to the sea. I mean, if we can get behind a movie like The Little Mermaid, I think we can get behind a movie like this. <laughs> a, a feature that I wanted to talk about as well is it's not fantasy. It's not a documentary. So we do have some in here that will, that will whet the appetites of people that just you know, won a regular story. Swan Song stars Udo Kier, and it's a story about a retired hairdresser. He kind of feels down in his luck. He's in a retirement community. He feels like the best is behind him. And he gets a message from an old client who has passed away, and in her will, she stipulated that the only person she wanted to touch her hair was him. And so... He decides to get back into the game and has to go on this journey, escape the retirement community, and go on this journey to find the supplies he needs to do it and to go to make sure that her last dying wish is granted. And it's this really charming, sweet story. In the trailer, they actually call him the Liberace of Sandusky, Ohio. And so it's this sweet and charming, funny story of this man reclaiming who he was and not letting retirement or age define him. And we do have a film which I know, similar to On Broadway when it deals with the pandemic, we do have a movie which I immediately got a little bit like I didn't want to watch it when I heard that it had dealt with the pandemic because I don't want to have to, you know, we live it daily. We've lived it for, you know, a while. But this movie looks like a charming and sweet story. It's called Together, and it deals with a couple that is stuck together during the pandemic. And it's this lovely, charming, sweet story of these two people that might have some marital problems, that have to raise a child, that are dealing with the struggles that we all dealt with during the pandemic and, and heightens it 
to like comedic proportions. So it might be, we might be able to take a moment, breathe and laugh a little bit because that's what we probably really need right now is just a little bit of the people can understand that, you know, we were all together and that we can deal with it through laughter. You're right. We might just say enough. Correct. Correct. And I think they might be missing out if, if you choose, just like me, myself, I immediately had that gut reaction. I don't want to watch this, but I think seeing the, the parts that I've seen and the clips have changed my mind about it because I think it, it actually, this is good laugh by the looks of it. It just sounds like another one of those family films. There seem to be a couple of those, like Confetti and maybe the Macaluso sisters, right? You're right. Yeah. You have some films in here that are dealing with, some of the ones that I actually didn't mention are ones that are dealing with the family dynamics. Asia deals with a mother and daughter. The daughter comes down with an illness, and it's the story of this mother and and her daughter coming together and, and trying to figure out their tumultuous relationship and how they've grown, they grow this bond with each other, especially during this crisis that they're having. Confetti deals with a mother and her daughter who moved to America when they can't find the right kind of school to help her daughter with her learning disability. And it's a story of her mother trying to navigate helping her daughter while also figuring out America. She doesn't speak English. You know, it's the story of how they together can deal with any adversity. Joe Bell is about a father who loses his son to suicide because his son was gay and he decides, based on a true story, he decides to go across the country and walk and talk to people in, you know, small towns in middle America about bullying and how his son was a, and his family were affected by this. And his son is kind of with him on the journey as kind of like a, a ghost figure who follows his dad on his own journey to find himself and deal with how he couldn't deal with it. And then the Macaluso sisters is a film about four sisters who a tragic event happens years back and how they were so close then and then it goes forward in their lives and how that event, you know, affected who they became and how they could come back together. So yes, there is there is a variety of films in here that do deal with that family dynamic. Ronnie, for people who were just hearing about the Dietrich Film Festivals for the first time, tell us how it plays out. There are showings throughout the day and the evening for three weeks. Yes. So our film festival opens October 8th and runs for three weeks. There are showtimes tiered for all the films throughout the three-week process. There's matinees during the week, which we typically wouldn't do. We even actually open up a second screen, so we're showing two movies at a time during the daytime so that if you saw one film and you, and you wanted to see another one, there's another option for you. They're all in kind of like a scheduled package so that gives you enough. Each film has, you know, four or five, six showtimes throughout that three-week period so you're able to see as many films as you'd like. You can go to our website at DietrichTheater.com to find the schedule and to look up more information about any of the particular movies, or you can visit our ticket booth where all of the brochures are so you could take and mark them off which ones you're interested in and have it right handy there with you. And also, Ronnie, what are you hearing from people who come to the movies now? What have they missed? They miss the experience of sharing movies communally. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the thing that I've heard the most is that they took just going out to the movies for granted. It's something that you that you just, you know, you just did without even thinking about it. And when it wasn't there to do it and 
while you could still see some of these films in your home, there are movies that just do not fit right. I, I can't imagine watching Summer of Soul without a group of people around me interacting and loving the music as well. I can't imagine seeing some of these movies without that group experience. And people really miss the people, to be quite honest. There was a lot of, especially our film festival patrons, have shared this bond with each other, talking about films and, and, you know, going out to lunch together and just seeing familiar faces. And I think that's so important for all of us to be able to get out, share in experiences, and have discussions about what these films mean to the greater, because all of these films speak to something. And so when we talk to each other, we can understand each other. And so when we see each other on screen, it helps understand each other more. Ronnie Harvey, who is general theater manager and film booker at the Dietrich Theater in Tunkhannock, speaking about the 2021 Fall Film Festival, opening this Friday, October 8th, and running to October 28th. 21 films in 21 days. DietrichTheater.com. D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H, theater, ending in E-R, dot com, DietrichTheater.com. The opening night films will be Swan Song, featuring the Liberace of Sandusky, Ohio, and Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. They've even institutionalized the film discussion that Ronnie closed with, the idea that on Friday, October 29th at 1, you're welcome to join them at the Dietrich Theater. Admission is free, and you have an open forum to talk about the films you've experienced in the course of the festival. And you don't need to register, just show up and have a freewheeling conversation about what you've experienced or not. You can hear what other people have observed in their experience of the films. That's the 2021 Fall Film Festival at the Dietrich Theater in downtown Tonkanic, 60 East Tioga Street, and it begins this Friday, October 8th, and will continue through the 28th of October. 21 films in 21 days with many chances to see each of the films. For more information, DietrichTheater.com, DietrichTheater.com. And don't forget The Loneliest Whale. That's a film that's a documentary about the whale with the odd frequency, 52 hertz, the song of the whale at 52 hertz, and the sense that this whale is there putting out this signal, but unable to communicate with other whales because of the uniqueness of that frequency. This is the song of the humpback whale. For more information, DietrichTheater.com, DietrichTheater.com.